Hey, this is Coley, and you're listening to the Still With You podcast. Hey, hey, everybody. February is upon us. Was it just me or did it feel like January was never going to end? Not that I wanted it to end. There were some pretty exciting things that happened with the launch of the podcast and you guys being so crazy supportive of it. Thank you so much. Whether you're a first time listener or you're joining us again, first of all, welcome. And second, you are going to want to subscribe to the podcast This way, you'll be the first to know when a new episode comes out, and they will automatically download right onto your phone. So definitely hit that subscribe button. So today on the show, I'm speaking with one of my friends. Her name is Layton, and you guys are going to absolutely love her. She is hilarious. You all, as I was listening to the show over again, I found myself laughing out loud. She is the queen of being comical and quirky. Her voice is going to thrill you guys. You're going to love all of the different things that she has to say. We're going to talk about Shakespeare, books, anger, and depression, all things random. You just never know with this girl. So I hope you enjoy listening to my wonderful friend, Layton. I'm making sure that we're recording. Oh, we're I don't recording. even know how to get this going because it's like we've had such an interesting morning. That we have. <laughs> that we <laughs> just introduce yourself first and foremost. Hi guys. <laughs> you have so many voices. Like you could voice yeah. over any movie because of all of your different voices that uh, you have. She's sipping on her water. By the way, that's the ice water. I'm with my iced coffee, but she has her ice water. And I just spilt some coffee <laughs> all over the floor. I mean, floor. I watched it in slow motion, and I was like, that's gonna stain. <laughs> no, it's not. It's coffee. It's already a brown carpet. Go ahead. Okay. Do I have to, like, say, like, hey, guys? No, you don't. Yeah, just say, hey, guys, it's Layton. Hey, guys, it's Layton. What's happening? <laughs> I'm being me. You told me to be authentic. <laughs> Nice to meet you. How old are you, Layton? I am 23 years old. 23. Yeah. And where did you grow up? Right, Shaw, in uh, Pensacola from about the time I was three. I was born in Memphis. We moved down here to the balmy shores of Pensacola. That's basically where I grew up. That's awesome. Do you like Pensacola? No. (laughs) I guess it's kind of like... The places where you, you know, if you get stagnant for too long, you kind of get, like, cabin crazy. Yeah, and you've been here for, like, you were were raised here. I've been here for 20 years. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just kind of like, you know, it's cool for, like, a vacation spot. If I could have the people, like, my friends and the community that, you know, like, the church community someplace else, (laughs) I would totally do it. I just, after a while, you kind of get tired of the same thing. Over and over and over again. I could totally see that because that's how I was 
in Missouri, just like wanting to get out yeah. and explore new things. So, like um, everything that's new and exciting to me is like, you're just like, I've done this before. Yeah. I was kind of like, eh, it's old news. But that doesn't mean that I don't enjoy doing them with people. Yeah, which is great about you. You're, yeah. so, you're so fun to be around. I still remember when Sierra and I went to the Pensacola Little Village. What? So, Where's the Little Village? Well, not the, the historic village or whatever. I still have not downtown. gone to that. I think she's getting a little irritated with me because I've gone through it so many times yeah. that I could, like, basically, like, lead it. <laughs> and so she was, like, late, and I was like, I'm sorry. Did you, like, know what they were going to say? Yeah, they were like, there was this one part in the house where the guide was like, there was a a fainting couch, and she was like, does anybody know what those things, what this is? And I was like, like, slowly reaching my hand up and, like, (laughs) looking at Sarah, and she's like, go ahead. And I was like, it's a fainting couch. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, dang it. You know what you're doing. Shut up, Like, go away. You took away the suspense of the couch for one poor soul. I think she's used to it by now of how dorky I am. But the thing about it is, like, where the blessing is with that is that, like, you know where things are where I yeah, don't. And you're, yeah. like, for instance, I learned where the public library is today. <laughs> well, that's just one. There's, like, four. There's four public libraries? Yeah. By um, Washington High School. Is the downtown one the best? It's the biggest. There's one in Milton and there's one in Molino. Molino is far away. Yes, it is. It's very, very far. It's like an hour away. I'm not really game for that. Downtown one is the biggest one. Which, by the way, so this morning we went to a book sale at the public library, which is where you get to fill a brown paper bag. It would be like an equivalent to like a grocery brown paper bag. Mm -hmm. And so you got to fill it with as many books as you want for $5. And so later on, we're going to reveal what books (laughs) we picked. Because we're... Dorky! Okay, seriously, we were there at, okay, the book sale started at nine, yeah. nine in the morning. When we got there, there was 20 people? Yeah. 20 people there, and with, like 15 probably. Yeah, there wasn't a whole bunch, and then like, no, okay, we well, got 15, there, 20 people yeah. there, which we got there at what, 845? Yeah, and we were being really loud. Yes, and we everybody were. Everybody was like giving us the stink eye. They and were, I was like, I don't care. I'm having fun with my friend. They were being total like, Buttheads. They, yes, and boring. They're being so boring. I'm like, the guys, like, this is a book sale, and it's like, going to be fun. We're excited. Be excited. I know it's early in the morning, but, like, come on. Both, like, a majority of these people are geriatric patients. <laughs> so, <laughs> I need a little pep in their step anyway. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Dude, the one guy, there was one guy by the door who had, like, three boxes, and he yeah. said he'd been there since... Five o'clock in the morning. No, he said five till. Oh, you have misheard you... him. He said I've been. I was here since five till, meaning like five till eight. He'd been there an hour before. Yeah, I mean it's a book sale. It's not like it's Black Friday. Wait, did he say five o'clock in the morning? I feel like he said five o'clock. And that I would was be like, ridiculous. That's three hours. He'd have yeah. to no five. That's four hours. He'd have to wait. Yeah, I feel like that was a little ridiculous. Maybe I just misheard him. But I was like, that's why I was like. <laughs> Looking at you like. <laughs> did you know no that way. later on in the sale, he actually, like, he said, like, did you find anything? I'm like, yeah, a few things. Like, he, he, like, we had this common bond. It's <laughs> like, nope. Books. The one that binds them all. <laughs> and we said, remember, we were like, okay, I wanted the crowd to start chanting 
books, 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 like before we went in. And like that, those people were not having it. Yeah, not having when it. When I at say all. lie, you say Brary. Lie, Brary. <laughs> I love it. Tell me what books, what books are you reading now? Because you're a big reader. Like, you read a lot. Yeah. It's this uh, series of books that my sister suggested to me. It's the Throne of Glass series. Four or five books. Each book gets bigger and bigger. And they're all paperback, so and my tiny hands can't hold them. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you know, and I read in bed, so it's like really, I'm reading upside down. Yeah. Um, but they're super, super cool. Um, I'm real into those, like, fantasy novels yeah. and, and everything. So, main character is, like, assassin and she got caught. Sure. And, but now she, like, works for the king and she didn't really like him and there's all this stuff. And I'm like, the suspense is killing me. Like, a little bit, a, a lot of it is a little bit predictable. You know, like, you're reading all of the stuff and it's got, like, some stuff that the king did before. Like, some bad stuff that he did. And you're like, okay, well, this, this, and this. And then you, like, get to, like, the second. I'm in the third book now. And, like, the second book, I was like, I knew it! I knew it! <laughs> you, predict, yes! you predict the plot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. you know, after a while, um, I had a teacher in high school tell me, oh, I think he was my stagecraft teacher, tell me that all stories are basically the same stories over and over and over again. I was like, don't ruin the magic! He's you know? right, though, yeah, in some I mean, ways. Like, when I took Shakespeare, that is exactly where I learned that, like, Shakespeare had his own, like, original ideas and everyone just yeah. does spoofs off that. Which, you are a huge Shakespeare fan as well. I am. I love Shakespeare. I live and breathe it. When I first went over to your house, you lined up, like, three movies for us to watch. And I forget, like, what the other two were, but we ended up watching Much To Do About Nothing. And it was like, who is this girl? (laughs) (laughs) Both you and Sarah's eyes were just glazed over. Well, I'm so glad that I knew the the storyline to that. Otherwise, I would have been completely lost. It was good once we started watching, but like, I was like, was not expecting that at all. Yeah. Why do you like Shakespeare so much? I I don't know. That's a good question. Just because he had a way with words and he was some lines in there that he's like super sarcastic yeah but he also you know a lot of the women characters in his plays are not oh poor pitiful me you know (laughs) i need a man to help me (laughs) you know they're like you know i have a problem i'm gonna get this job done they're flawed characters they're not perfect characters but they also kind of serve a purpose i guess just growing up the way my parent, both of my parents are kind of artsy fartsy, you know? <laughs> yeah. And my dad is an English major. Yeah. And so he always kind of pushed us to do artistic things, you know? And Shakespeare, I'm a big history nut, you know? Like, Yeah, I love, that's right. You, you've taken history. a lot of history courses. He had a big impact on history. Yeah. The way things were done, he just was like, nope. <laughs> You know, like, just cleared the playing board and was like, this is the way we're going to do it. But also, it was just kind of, I guess it's just literature and poetry and that's old. has something to do with the love of history. In high school, I was the only person in my English class that actually understood Shakespeare when we had to, like, break it down. Good for you, girl. You know, I was like, I don't need that no fear Shakespeare. I know exactly what he's saying. (laughs) (laughs) Back off. There you go. That's awesome. I mean, some parts I was like, 
I ain't got no idea, but majority of the time. What's your favorite? My favorite? And, like, do you read it or do you watch the movies? Like, the, like, do you watch it played out in theater or do you, like, through theater form or are you into reading it? I like both. I mean, I was super excited when I found on Amazon that they had filmed the Royal Shakespeare Company. Right. In the recreation of the, um, globe. The globe. Thank you. I was like, no, What's you're the name of that place. No, you're I good. Knew it. I remember it. <clears throat> because you don't want to know why I remember it. Because yeah. my English teacher told me that there was no tickets. Am mm-hmm. I getting this right? That there yeah. was no tickets. And when you came to view the show, if you left your seat, someone else would take it. Yeah. Like there was no saving seats. And that people, like, if they had to use the bathroom, like, they would just use it in their seats. Yeah, and standing standing room only. So the part on the floor was standing room only, so you could only stand. And if you got there, if you got your spot, if you moved, the whole crowd would go, you know, move and move to fill the spot. That, can you imagine so, smells? Yeah, well, and I mean, people didn't shower the, regularly the whole, during that era the either. The whole of Victorian England probably smelled like poo and pee because... They had they didn't have indoor plumbing, so they had chamber pots, and there was poo and pee, you know, chamber pots thrown out the window, you know. But my favorite, my favorite Shakespeare would have to be "As You Like It." There's so many good lines in there. There's this part where she's talking as Ganymede. She's talking to the shepherdess, mm-hmm. and the shepherdess, because she's you know very blunt. With talking, the shepherdess has fallen in love with her. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like this big, like, love, you know, squirkle. The character is talking to the shepherdess, basically trying to get her to go away. She she says, I'll tell you softly in your ear. Sell while you can. You are not for all markets. <laughs> Cracks me up every single time. <laughs> because it's like the way that the actor yeah. says it. Just, it floors me every time, and I laugh. I know it's coming up, <laughs> and I just die laughing. That's awesome. That's so and cool. there's another character who is this very melancholy guy, but he just, he's so sarcastic, and, like, he's actually the one that says all the world is a stage. Yeah. All the people may Who be is players. that character, though? Because it's, it's making me I think it's not. his name is. There's my book. Hand it to me, and I'll, I'll look it up. Here, you keep talking. Let me look it up. Okay, I don't know what I'm talking about now. No, you're talking about that book. You're talking about As You Like yeah. It. Yeah. He's just so sarcastic. Because um, I'm going to start naming names from him once I find it. Rosaline! Yes, Rosalind! It's yeah. Rosalind, isn't it? Yeah. Rosalind is dressed up as Ganymede. Okay, so here's some of the characters from As You Like It. Rosalind, Celia, which is daughter to Duke Frederick. Phoebe, which is the shepherdess. Mm-hmm. Audrey, a country wench. Her and Sir the- Oliver, Corn, Silvius, William. Real quick, we're gonna do like a buzz round. I'm gonna name some plays. Give me your initial reaction. I'll just name like ones that people would know. A Midsummer's Night Dream. Trippy. Merchant of Venice. Interesting. Much Ado About Nothing. Funny. As You Like It. Hilariously awesome. Any of the Henry Henry the Sixth. Did you read any of those? Historical. Did you read Henry the Fourth? I haven't actually read them, but I've seen snippets. What about Henry VIII? The famous history of the life of King Henry VIII? No. Romeo and Juliet. Sad. The tragedy of Julius Caesar. Et tu, Brute! <laughs> Et tu. Macbeth. We don't say that word. <laughs> in, in theater, you don't say Macbeth. It's the tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah, well, in 
there's like and why because it's it's you say the scottish play because it's it's got like bad karma or something like if that if you say macbeth yeah like if we're going to do macbeth and it's like in the theater you say a scottish play you know i don't really believe in all of that hullabaloo but you know uh-huh. the people who are like method actors they're like we don't because it's bad like karma you know like kind of like you say break a leg her whole speech lady macbeth speech in there mm-hmm. the whole unsex me yeah filled with gowl or whatever mm-hmm. that is pretty demonic yeah that goes on in that story anthony and cleopatra i haven't actually read that one you haven't that's mm-hmm. actually really good I've i read might that. have i don't remember the tempest thought provoking <laughs> very good <laughs> cool all right so another thing about you that I absolutely love is that you're an awesome gift giver. <laughs> so, just so everyone knows, Layden has given me, she's given me a pineapple necklace, which you gave me for Christmas. I did. You've given me canvas paintings that say my name on them and another one that says you are brave. What else have you given me? You given you gave me like, oh, you've done all my photography, which those aren't really gifts. Like, I hired you for that. But yeah, I mean, but like. I, I but, gave you the little USB yeah. thing and the little box. So yeah, she gave me K my USB. C equals heart. We went to a birthday party together just this past week, and you. Yeah, remember Apple oh. Wires? I was like. Yeah, remember we went to the birthday, went to Haley and Tiffany's birthday party, and you gave them both, like, really good gifts as well. Yeah. That just, they, like, were so excited about. So, like, how did you get to be such a good gift giver? What's your secret? (laughs) Well, I think it's, it's mainly the, growing up, I didn't have a whole lot of money, so I had to be artistic and do things with what I had which was flimsy paper plates and it acrylic paints are not that not that expensive so you know we'd go to the store and they're like 70 cents so get a couple get four paint on on paper plates you know so it kind of stemmed from that being able to give something that's handmade and not you bought in a store I feel like something that you make with your hands not to say that something you buy is not from the heart but I feel like it has more intention if you if it's more personal that you made it. Plus, there was a super sale on them canvases. <laughs> <laughs> you drew Hamilton silhouette. Okay, first of all, for I Tiffany, print, I printed it off. Okay, don't give your secrets. I exact the magic. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Yes, I I drew that entire thing. It was amazing though, yeah. and it was so nice because like you remember when I first saw the canvases because it's she made me one that says "You are brave" and the other one it says "Coley" and it's in turquoise, which you know I absolutely love turquoise. turquoise. And I hung it up in my office and so beautiful. I just love it. Like, it makes me think of you, and it's so nice. Like, I just think that you are such a good gift giver. And my pineapple necklace, of course, I love because I love pineapples. 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 I, I would live in a pineapple if I could. Under the sea, coldy brown. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so also let's talk about photography. Yes. You're so talented at yeah. taking photos. Yeah. So everyone knows the photos that are on my website right now that are posted of pictures of me. This is all of the work of Leighton. And if you are living in the Pensacola area and you want your photos done, family photos or not, you can look Leighton up at Caffeine Photography. One. 
Caffeine Photography 1. On which, Instagram! Which we will link to that in the show notes so you can connect with her. She will do them for free or for a small price. It doesn't matter. No, you're not <laughs> doing photos for free for Pete's sake. You're an artist. You okay, need to you promote yourself. That, I guess. So look her up. Guys, she's really good. I'm gonna, during your photo shoots, it is so awesome because you actually bring your own music. Yeah. And so she has this little clip of a speaker that she hangs on her hip and she'll play like whatever music you want to get you in your photo taking zone. Well, it's more like. We create a mood. You wanna create the atmosphere of something, you know, with you and, and Chris. I did worship music because I know that that's something that you guys like. And I wanted you guys to be comfortable because a lot of times, you know, real stiff. But, you know, if you have music playing, you know, it's more lively. Yeah, and there were times where I was even doing my, like, own random dance moves and you just were taking candid shots. Yeah, so, you know, it gets people comfortable and, you know, free and loose. It's not awkward, I guess. I remember at that photo shoot, it was at, it was, I was, was being, I was being so mean to you and you were just laughing at me. It was, <laughs> that at, was, it was at the fall, it was our fall shoot and it was at the Bay Bluffs. Yeah. And for one, we had gone back and forth so many times on where that location of the shoot yeah. would be. And I will never forget when I wanted to do a few shots of just me without Chris and I went, I don't know, I think that might just be a little bit too basic of me. And you said, girl, you done gone past <laughs> you, that. You done past basic. You are in, like, the gold card, basic <laughs> my chick. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I remember thinking, I was like, yeah, you're probably right. It's <laughs> just like, all right, I'll just do it. Like, you're really, you're fine with if I want a certain shot. I mean, you have your own ideas that that, that I am willing to do, and they turn yeah. out really well. Yeah. But, like, there's if there's one shot that you want, like, you're like, sure. Yeah. Yeah, like, let's do it. So what actually got you into photography? I I mean, I've always had a camera in my hand, so it was just something to, I guess, keep me quiet. Oh, whatever. (laughs) Well, because, you know, like, but also, like, everybody, like, my aunt, my dad's sister was, she scrapbooks and does stuff like that, and so I was like, I want to be cool like her. Uh Uh-huh. But also, you know, like, I just really liked that disposable camera, just clicking things away and like when you're a kid did you take photos of your your friends and you or did you just take photos of like were you the person like I see this flower and I'm going to take a picture of that basically that's what that is but like I would just take pictures of like my people around around me and a big tree that was in my dad's front yard it was a big magnolia tree so it was like you know i took a picture of that weird random stuff that you know kids take pictures of that's so sweet i but, love that do you have any still from when um, you took pictures of when you're younger my mom probably does but i have some from maybe when i was in fifth grade mm-hmm. fifth fourth grade fourth fifth you're grade. really talented like yeah, you really are so, you and you have like you have the personality to go along with it like you're not you know, you're a real people person, yeah. so it's like... Which is really funny, because I actually am very... My dad and I like to call it site-specific extrovert, because I, like, I can be in a, a, a big crowd of people, yeah. but then, like, I have to go home and, like, or be by myself, or be with just you and I, or, like, yeah. another person for, a, like, 
a couple of hours or something to just recharge because it just drains all of my energy. How long does it take you to recharge? Like, an, I just have to go home and, like, sleep, basically, because <laughs> it just takes all of my energy out because it's like a defense me- mechanism, you know? Keep people away because you're like, ah, people... Well, it's funny you say that because, you know, you see, like, you appear to have such an extroverted yeah. personality. And it's something that I've had to learn because if you had known me when I was a kid or in middle school or high school, not to say that I'm a nice person now, but I was, I was not a nice person. Well, how and so though? Like, how, just, how were you just, just like snarky to people? Yeah, I was snarky and I was mean and, you know, I mean, like I didn't beat people up, pick their lunch bunny or anything, but I was angry at the world, I guess. I was just not a nice person. And what brought you out of that? It's just realizing that it's not the world's fault. <laughs> yeah. Like you can't, basically you're only responsible for, for you, you can't control what other, you know, what other people are going to do. And that's the kind of thing that I was like, basically like throwing a fit because things didn't go my way. Yeah. And I would get mad. And so, and I like, I was just in a perpetual state of anger and I, I still get like angry and like pissed off. It's not as bad as it used to be. You know, I've, I've mellowed out w- with my years you know, I think it helped that I left the church that I grew up in the second semester of my senior year because um, we got a new youth pastor. And this is kind of superfluous information, but I wasn't really growing there and it was kind of clicky and I didn't really have any friends there. So I was like, well, I'm going to go to this other church. I went to East Brent okay. on Davis, but I grew, I grew up there, but I went to, I started going to Marcus Point. Well, I didn't know anybody. Mm -hmm. at Marcus Point, like, at all. Yeah. So I had to make friends. I had to get to know people. So I had to get out of my shell. It was just kind of a learning experience of getting out of my comfort zone and, you know, doing something different than what I usually do. I didn't stay there for very long. What I'm trying to do on the show is kind of create a place where people are very honest about Mm -hmm. what's going on. And so you, you don't have to answer this, but, like, what are some of the things that you might be struggling with like, right now, like, does that still come back? You said that anger is a little bit... It doesn't just go away. It's not like a paper cut. It's a in-your-soul in thing. Yeah. And it's a in-your-mind thing. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, those things... It's a habit. So yeah. you, it takes longer for it to heal. You can't just put a sure. Band-Aid on it, you know? Yeah, I still, you know, have times where I'm, you know, I get angry over stupid stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I get real particular about things and Lord bless my father because (laughs) he has put up with me because, you know, I'll tell him, oh, I want, I want this, this way. A couple months later, I'm like, why are you doing this? And he's like, I just, you told me to do this. And I was like, I did? I can be very unreasonable (laughs) sometimes. And I, I realize sometimes I'm like, I'm sorry that I'm being unreasonable. I have gotten to the point where I have to, I have to be honest with people, you know, tell people, okay, well, this is what, these are my feelings. And I know that they're unreasonable. And I know that, you know, such and such happened, but this, this is the way that I feel. And I can't, I can't change the way that I feel. Yeah. You, you know, can change your decisions, but I can you can't always de- like, change I'm how not, you feel. I'm not going to do something irrational. 
I know some of these, you know, things that I'm saying are a little ridiculous and far out, but it's, this is the way that my mind works. Growing up, a shy person, you know, I was, I was, tra- I was walked on like nobody's business. Yeah. I had to stand up for myself because I couldn't keep doing that because it was just, it was, it was driving me bonkers. Yeah. I try to be who I am and I try to, Show people this is who I am. If you know you have a problem with, you know, say anger or loneliness or, you know, anything to be able to know what the next steps are, calm yourself down. So like with me, when I'm like super angry, I have to physically take a step back. Sure. Like not physically, but mentally, like take a step back and go, okay, are you really angry at them? Are you angry at the situation? Yeah. I think that's really wise of you to say. One of the sage words of advice that my mom gave to me one time when I was being mean to her in in middle school was, just because you're having a bad day doesn't mean that you have to make mine a bad day too. You can't be mad at somebody just because you're mad. Like, because you're having a bad day, you can't make somebody else have a bad day. Know what your problem is and how to at least calm yourself down. Or what your triggers are and what you need to do to solve the problem. Right. If you get, you know, super lonely, go go to a bookstore or something. The thing about it is, know. like, uh, though, I really struggle with that because I feel like once I'm kind of down in the dust, yeah. like, it's really hard to get me pulled back up to that level. Yeah. And that's the thing. And when I am, sometimes it just feels very shallow. Yeah. You know, like, we're like, uh Well, happy. shallow is better than dry. Ooh, <laughs> sprinkle, sprinkle. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, that's you know, true. I think it's important. This is me going off on a mental health tangent, <laughs> rabbit trail. But I think it's important to talk about mental health problems, but also to know, to talk about how even if you are getting up every day feeling like crap, you're still getting up. Each step is a milestone, you know, because, because you, you struggle with depression. Don't oh, you? yes. I have, I've, since I was yeah. five, it's, and it's hereditary too. It's something that you've got to know what the things is, but also yesterday I didn't get out of bed until two o'clock, but this morning, like, you know, this like, morning you were I, up at eight, like, but like I got, I got out of bed and I did stuff yesterday. Yeah. Go out and do something, yeah. you know, whether it's, Going to a park or something. Know what your limitations are. Slowly build it up because you went through something bad and 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 you came out the other side. Yes, you know stronger. You know that's living proof of a living God because you have God and you have that relationship. You know He gives you He gives you the hope of a, a brighter day. Yeah. Because you may disagree with me on this, but I think when when pastors say you know, when you get saved, you know, you know, you'll just have a new life. And it's like, yeah, you'll have a new life. Satan knows all of your downfalls and all of your things that you're, so you get a bigger target on your back. No, I I totally you know? agree with you. So, I don't disagree with that at all. I'm a firm believer in life with God is, is harder, but because we have that assistance and we have that help, and that hope we have, and you have that relationship with God. We've got something that gets us through the, uh, yeah. the enemy's attack. And you said that life with God is harder, and I, I agree with you on some level, but I don't because, like, I think that it's it's hard because they've never said that being a Christian would be easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the same yeah. time, there's so much freedom. 
Yeah. And that's the, like, yeah. It's, so it's know, like, I don't know if it's, it's harder. It's, it's hard, but it's, I wouldn't know if it's harder it's than earthly, walking without it's God. earthly hard. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Spiritually, spiritually, you have so many, so many freedoms and so many unlocked doors. Yeah. Uh, and so many things swept out of the attic. Yeah. Physically, you know, or even mentally, because, you know, the devil can work on, you know, spiritual warfare and everything yep. else. All that to say. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go back to fun stuff? Let's talk about some fun things. Sure. Do you want to, like, open our bags of books? Sure. And with this, we each get to comment on each other's got, books. Like, I got one of the books for my dad, so. Okay, then don't count that one. Okay. Do you want it? Should we do them? <laughs> should we do it one at, like, one at a time, like, you do one, I'll do one, or should we just go through, like, you take a turn, I take a turn? Doesn't matter. I, I don't care. I'll just go through my whole bag. Okay, you go first. Okay. So I got Arguing About Slavery, The Greatest Battle in the United Con- United States Congress. Let me see that. So, Arguing About Slavery. Yeah. By William Lee Miller. It Why did you choose this book? I don't know. I feel like with it's kind of historical, but also with, you know, the stuff that's going on right now. Yeah. I just, you know, I like I different like opinions. That. Yeah. I love that. I that is not something I'd peg you to pick up. Yeah. Okay, what else? Did and then you get? this is the mystery book. It's called The Defector by Daniel Silva, and it doesn't have a um We know nothing about these books that we just <laughs> bought, by the way. So if they're horrible reads, let us know. <laughs> But, uh, it's called The Defector by Daniel Silva, and it doesn't have a, um, it's a hardback book. And, um, <laughs> we're like, such a dork. <laughs> but there was no book thing, so. There's no book sleeve. Yeah, that's the word. So, I hope it's. I don't know. That, that's book. what you said. It's like, a mystery book. It's absolutely. I feel like it's a. Nothing that you know about it. Nothing that I know about nice it. Nice purple cover, though. We'll say that. Yes. Okay, what else? Okay. And then. Uh, memoirs, Montgomery. Oh, I thought it said Alabama. Oops. <laughs> what you thought it said Alabama? What does yeah. it say? Memoirs, Montgomery of Alamine. I thought it said Alabama. Memoirs, Montgomery of Alamine. Yeah. Who's the author? It just says World on the side. Why did you choose this book? A Field Marshal Montgomery. I thought it said Montgomery. Um. I have Alabama. no idea what that book is about. I don't either, apparently. Something. Oh, okay, cool. Is it a, so is it a biography? It's, well, I think it's, it's like a, this huge journal from World War One and all of these battles. And yeah, because like it that. says the campaign of Sicily, the campaign of Italy. Yeah. Interesting. The army in England after Dunkirk. Cool. So, so not such a bad buy after all. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, okay. And then let's see what else. This is a great um, book. Anne Rand and the World She Made by Anne C. Wait, who is Heller. Anne? Anne Rand. Hold on. Anne she Rand. Did At- Atlas shrugged. Is that who it is? Because that's that sounds so familiar. Is she yeah. the one who did that? Look, I'm gonna Google her real yeah. quick. But this is like, this is, I guess, a biography of Anne Rand. Anne Rand was a a Russian-American novelist, philosopher, playwright, and screenwriter. She is best known for her 
Best-selling novels, The Fountainhead and Atlas Shrugged. Good for you for knowing that. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Next and book. Then, this is a book on carpentry. You are I'm- so random. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I am very random. Carpentry? And building, and building uh, construction. So, What are you going to build, Joanna Gaines? I don't know, but I think this is interesting, all of that stuff. That's a float. I just... Did I, you know that? What? A float, what you use to for masonry. 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 <laughs> I worked in a hardware store, I would oh, know. Cool. I just like to know how things are fit together and how things work. There you go. My favorite show on the Science Channel is how things make... How, how things... How it's made. Oh yeah, how the last made. one is the great song Thesaurus. Oh no, this is what the one, this is the one I got for my dad. My last book is the Armed Forces Hymnal. I thought it would be cool. Catholic. What kind of songs are in there? There's a Catholic section, a Jewish section, and a Protestant section. Is this what you would have as a hymnal in a military chapel? Probably. Wait, let me see it. Oh no, I I showed it to you and you said no. I didn't know what it was really. You can't have it now. you know how I am when sometimes I get sick of just military stuff all the time. Okay, I should have got that, honestly. You should have, but I really you didn't. Sh- should have. Man, you went really deep. My books are just like... Anyway, I don't know if you're going to like mine. Okay, my first one. I feel like everyone's going to like just like judge me super hard for the books I chose. Because they're very political. So... All right. You actually looked for a very long time. I just kind of was like, eh. Okay, my first book is Sarah from Alaska, The Sudden Rise and Brutal Education of a New Conservative Superstar. Ooh, I saw another one of hers. Sarah Palin. In the books, but I didn't remember. I don't think any of the conservative women were very much liked at that library because there were several of their books that they were getting rid of. Yeah. Which brings me to my second book, (laughs) which is Godless by Ann Coulter. She has such a unique voice, which some people don't like, but I do like. My third book, American Heroines, The Spirited Women Who Shaped Our Country by Senator Kay Bailey Hutchinson. As for her political affiliation, I do not know, but it talked about on the back that pioneers led the way running the family businesses, opening schools, then came Rosie the Riveter and the Wasp, who flew ferry missions in World War II for no credit, which I have always been a fan of the Wasps, which were like women pilots. Mm. Fancy. Whatevs. So Next book, on. the 9-11 Commission Report. These really are political. Are they all political books? Not all. There were some fun ones that I chose. But this one was just like, it said it's the final report on 9-11. It's the final And I just wanted to read it. So, I didn't, I, you know me that I'm trying to educate myself on politics. This one's not political. The 27th City, a novel. And it has the St. Louis Arch on it. And it says, St. Louis, Missouri is a quiet, dying river city until it hires a new police chief, a charismatic young woman from Bombay, India. I don't know if this is going to be a real story or not. I feel like it's going to be a... a, Non-fiction or fictional. I think it is, too. Oh, which now makes sense why there's Indian rings around the... (laughs) The cover looked cool, okay? I was like, oh, St. Louis... 
okay, this is the book that you suggested, and it's called The Life of a Steel Magnolia, Condi, which is a book about Condoleezza Rice. By Mary Beth Brown. (laughs) Yeah. You have to say it like that. Mary Beth Brown. Mary Beth Brown. Okay, this one, this is not political. This is called Make It Happen, Surrender Your Fear, Take a Leap, Live on Person by Laura Casey. And I felt like this is something you would find at Lifeway, so I got it. We're in the self-help section. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) You're so mean. Okay, I have a few more. Okay, another Sarah Palin book. This is called Going Rogue, an American Life. Yeah. Sarah looks real fly on this cover, I'm not going to lie. She looks good. She's got her Alaska earrings on and her white and her red jacket. Are you for real? I love her. No, I was talking about the Alaska earrings. She does have Alaska earrings. Yeah, they're gold. And I handed you that book. I didn't even realize it. I was just like, oh, Sarah Palin. This one's not political either. This is called A Window Opens. A Window Opens. Yes. Elizabeth Pierce thought she would live happily ever after, then she realized she was in the wrong story. This also got a review. Not that I'm a fan of Glamour magazine, but the girl who wrote this is an editor at Glamour. And she's appeared on the New York Times Book Review, Washington Post, Chicago Sun-Times. Like, anyway, so possibly it will be a good read. I don't know. We also bought it in a paper bag at the library. (laughs) So that shows you what we're dealing with. Okay. Could be the most worst book ever. Then the other book that you handed to me, which was How to Win Friends and Influence People. I was joking about that one. I actually... pointed at that one. I was wanting to get that because I've heard a lot of people have read that, and it's a classic, so, like, why not? I've heard of that book in my entire life. Are you joking? No. Have you heard The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? Uh, probably. It's, like, along those same lines, I would guess. Uh, Oh, and then my other Ann Coulter book, Guilty, and she's doing the Superman stance on this book. she just did the, she took both of those pictures. Oh, because she's, because she wears the, um, the black (laughs) dress. That's her color. She looks good. Anyway. She has these green eyes. Are her eyes the same color in this book, too? Nice. Yeah, I mean, they're greener and guilty than godless. I have two more. This is... The Map of Love by Ahadov Sofif. It's about Isabel Parkman, a divorced American journalist, has fallen in love with a gifted and difficult Egyptian-American conductor. Kill. And last book, The Garden of Eden by Ernest Hemingway. And love me some Hemingway. So... That's all she wrote. It was interesting. Do you think we'll be back? I feel like I'll be back. It depends on how well these books are. If I like what yeah. I read, tune in till then. Hey, thanks for being on the show. The last question that I always ask my guests, it goes along with the name of the show still with you. And it's asking you, where is God with you right now? Not to like be like cheesy. He's still with me after all the crap that I have done and how ridiculous I am. Like, <laughs> he's like, nope. I'm stuck to you like Gorilla Glue. I love it. (laughs) Hey, you're awesome. Thank you so much, Layton, for being on the show. It was so much fun to laugh with you. And truthfully, I just enjoyed our morning together hanging out. You're so talented, so beautiful. And every time I'm around you, it's just like pure joy. So thank you so much. Thank you. Layton's words are an honest account of what's going on in her heart. 
As for her personality, guys, is she just not like a ray of sunshine and pure hilarity? She cracks me up so much. Her ideas are brilliant and she is beautiful. Her soul is beautiful. How can you not love her? I am so thankful that she is a part of my inner circle of friends and that I get to have many adventures with her, whether that be at the library or in small group or in the everyday. She makes the mundane awesome. I'm so thankful for her and so glad that you guys got to listen to her on the show. And I hope you share this episode with your friends. Maybe you have a friend who's struggling with depression or anger or just needs a pick-me-up. This is the perfect episode for something like that. I mentioned it earlier, but subscribing to the show again is the best way that you guys can keep up with what's happening so I highly encourage that but there's other ways that you can connect with me as well on social media I am at Coley Browning that's K-O-H-L-I-E and Browning like the rifle I would love to answer any questions or if you have any comments maybe in the next episode I'll actually share some of those so if there's anything you have to say please I'm all ears. I'd love to hear it. I love connecting with you guys. That's what I'm here for, to make friends. So be sure to reach out to me. The music that you're hearing in the background is the song Soaring by my sweet friend Christy Masing. She is awesome, and she and Amy Holman killed it at the Sisterhood Brunch a couple of weeks ago with their worship. Loved every minute of that. So please go check out her music. All of it is in the show notes for you guys to reach out and connect with her. Yeah, this pretty much wraps it up for episode three of the Still With You podcast. I'm getting ready to go to Jenny Allen's local if gathering with my friend Sarah, who you guys will be hearing on the podcast very shortly. I got to get her on here for you guys. You're going to love her. For now, I'm going to go and just pray for God to move and work in my life. And I hope that he does the same for you all. I pray that every day upon anyone who might be listening. So go and be bold, be brave, and be you. And remember, he is still with you you.